Welcome to Side of the Desk Podcast, hosted by Fidelity Jobs and the Fidelity's Women's Leadership Group. We're here today to have deep discussions on the authentic experience of being a working professional in today's ever-changing workforce. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Side of the Desk. I'm Farah Qureshi, and I'm here today with Brooke Forbes, Fidelity's Head of Technology for Personal Investing, and Adam Ely, our Chief Information Security Officer. We're really excited to talk with them and learn more about tech careers, including their tips for how to break into the tech world. So Adam, let's start with you. You're super passionate about cybersecurity. Yeah, it, it comes across sometimes. Uh, occasionally, people tell me that. Yeah, cybersecurity is fun. It's like maybe the best job. I don't know. <laughs> what drew you to cybersecurity? What's exciting uh, to you about cybersecurity? So I like building technology, but I like interesting challenges. And when I was writing software, it was always sort of a, a competition with myself. Uh, how good could I make some code? What new creative idea could I come up with? But in cybersecurity, there's these, these real world challenges, these real world attackers that are out there that are trying to best everything that I do. So everything that I write, everything I deploy, or my team really these days deploys, there's somebody trying to find the weaknesses. And that, that sort of competition or that uh, unpredictable problem keeps me really, really interested. Um, stressed some days, but really interested. Sounds very fidelity, very competitive. Uh it is, and I, I think, um... And what's been really interesting about working with you and you and I were talking about this over dinner a couple of weeks ago is like the whole industry, like there's an industry around cyber. I mean, there are companies who hire people who do this for a living, right? It's gone from, you know, what what were a few bad actors that were hard to find to like organizational industrial capability strength, <laughs> um, uh, you know, talent that is is every day trying to do what Adam's talking about. And um, I think it is a really fun space to be. And it's one of the hottest spaces to be from a career perspective right now. Yeah. I tell people if you if you want just a, a really crazy challenge, cybersecurity is an amazing place right now. It's one of the best times to ever be in this space just because of all the threats. So it's a really interesting space, but it's also for people that want that kind of work. You know, there's other people that want to do different kinds of things. They want to build product that somebody interacts with and touches and, um, you know, helps them really invest their money. That's a different kind of hard challenge than what myself and my, and my team work on. It sounds like it might be a job where you're working across the clock. How do you navigate that? Or what does your day-to-day look like? Or a technologist who works in cybersecurity, what does their day-to-day look like? Yeah. So, I mean, cybersecurity is the market that never stops. It never sleeps. Attackers are around the world. And we, like many other large companies, were attacked 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But we try to manage that by spreading our teams around the world as well. So I have cyber intelligence teams and I have defensive teams that are spread on three continents. Uh, That way, hopefully nobody has to work 24 hours a day. But that means as an operation, we never sleep. So uh, when I wake up in the morning, I have threat intel reports from someone overseas, uh, first thing in my inbox. And when I go to sleep at night, there's one that's landing in my inbox as well, because we're constantly operating around the clock. I would just say that, you know, we have, an ecosystem that's 16,000 strong and growing of associates and leaders that are in the business of building and delivering technology solutions and product for customers and associates. 
And this security first mentality is built into the backbone of the company, right? And so not only is there the, the human side of the intelligence and there's policy and there's product, but it's also in the day jobs of thousands of other associates here are designing with a security first mentality in our digital solutions, right? That our clients and our associates are, are using, right? And the whole point is, how do you get technology to also be working for you, right? While, while, while you're sleeping, while you're getting that rest and whether that is securing, you know, data uh, for our team, securing privacy for our customers, like that's job number one. So it's it's not on, you know, a- Adam's team alone to be doing that. That is something we're quite unified as an organization. Great to hear. And Brooke, with your experience as the head of um, technology over in personal investing, this is a good segue. Can you talk a little bit about what you do as a leader here at Fidelity and some of the things that you're really excited about um, in terms of delivering technology-first products. Yeah, absolutely. So personal investing is really the business-to-consumer retail division of Fidelity Investments, right? So uh, we are in the business of thinking about how to help millions of customers every day, customers like you and I, individuals and families, proactively think about financial planning, financial health, saving, investing, trading, and long-term solutions. And one of the things that after 12 years of service here that I really love about Fidelity and keeps me coming back here every single day working with our teams. It's it's a very mission purpose driven culture, right? And we feel so strongly about serving our customers that way. And we have a lot of conversations internally about absolutely we're in the business of financial services, but we're very much in the business of technology as the engine fuel for those financial offerings, right? Because you engage in mobile, you're going to engage in a multi-channel solution where what we're trying to do is make sure we really understand what are your concerns, your hopes, your aspirations, and how do you use the mechanism of financial planning and investing to really live the life, right? That 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 you and all of us are aspiring to do. And that's in part protection of our most precious assets, but in in a lot of ways growth. And so for me as a CIO here, we have, you know, well over 6,000 people who are in the business of delivering product uh, externally in the marketplace for customers and for our advisors and associates, right? Because clients are not just engaging with us digitally, they're also engaging in the human conversation, right? Which is one of the strengths of fidelity. That's also fueled and powered by technology. And then I'm really blessed to work with like really good partners and friends like Adam to make sure that we're leveraging the capabilities that his team is providing in offering that. So, you know, what you see from us is um, as we think about attracting our future customers and making sure we're here to serve younger generations, as well as we're here to serve intergenerational wealth transfer, all that happens digitally in many cases, through the financial planning solutions, being able to trade and invest on your terms at a time and a channel that works for you. But there's a lot of moments that matter in customers' lives, great moments, but also really tough moments. 
And we also want to um, power our advisors through technology to be able to deliver really meaningful conversations and advice-led conversations in those moments as well. So all of this is fueled by a 6,000 sort of person product delivery team. And about half that team is in the business of technology and agile solutions very specifically. Um, and similar to Adam, global organization across three continents. Um, and so the diversity that the team brings in terms of thinking about customer outcomes is, is uh, really incredible for us. That's excellent. And I think when we think about technology, we have a lot of roles at Fidelity. What are some roles that people might have, whether it's product, technology, or at the intersection of product and technology? What, yeah. what might that look like? This is one of my favorite questions because I like to do a little bit of myth busting around what it can mean to have a career in technology. And Adam, it'll be great to get your thoughts on this as yeah. well. But it, you know, having a career in technology is in no way limited only to those who have an engineering or architecture background. So you know, we, you know, I like to say we have a home for you. So if you're interested in, hey, how do I deliver? Um, a deeply personalized financial planning experience, we have product management roles who are thinking about the vision for that experience. They're working closely with engineers and architects. They have to understand how technology can fuel a business vision, but they're in a product manager role. We have business analyst roles. We have change management roles, right? Because how do we roll this out? Even the business of marketing is fueled by technology. So any of the business roles we have here, I say, are also in the business of thinking about how to design and how to offer a technical solution in service of that business objective. And so, you know, I, I really think about recruiting very broadly. So we recruit absolutely from top technical organizations, but we also have programs designed to work with liberal arts majors. Um, and again, thinking about diversity of experience and expertise within teams, because it's ultimately about how do you innovate in the seams? How do you think differently in terms of solving those problems? So um, if you're interested in a career in technology, you know, Fidelity absolutely has a home for you, no matter what your background is, because everything we do involves being able to provide both a digital and a human side of the equation. Even portfolio analysts are working with technology. Um, in our B2B business, outside the retail division, where we're servicing large-scale partner providers and we've got strong relationships there, uh, even in that, how we do the implementations, how we service uh, 401k, how we look at HSA next-gen offerings, our robo-offerings, all of these teams are what we call full stack teams that have a combination of both business, technical, and in many cases, operational skills as well. So, you know, I don't know if you'd like to add to that, but. Yeah, I think when we build teams, and especially technology teams, that diversity of background is really important. If we hire one kind of person, then we build an amazing product for that one kind of person. And so ensuring that we're bringing in different backgrounds, different disciplines, different skill sets, helps us build product that's more rounded and that actually fits all the business need for as many potential customers. So in cybersecurity, I have people that come from more of a project background that come from uh, litigation. Uh, somebody on my team uh, was actually in the secret service and protected the vice president. Wow. So we have this really wide range of type of people and views because that's what we need because 
each day our projects can be different. The type of tech we work on or the type of threat we're preventing or the type of product we're building benefits from having people with these uh, different kinds of views, backgrounds, and most importantly, that they approach problems in a different way. And, and if everybody had the exact same engineering only background, we'd miss a lot of stuff. There's a lot that's changing in technology. We talk about NFTs, we talk about crypto, we talk about quantum, all of these new parts of technology. What sort of skills would you encourage people to invest their time into learning? Great question. Uh, and in fact, was uh, in, in a series of meetings last week. So I'm going to share with you what I actually tell everybody, regardless of where they work, right? No matter what career track, job function, or industry that, that you may find yourself in in your career, right? Invest in understanding AI. You don't have to be the expert in AI, although that is one path to pursue. You need to understand how to apply AI. You need to think about how to design with that, right? Adam already covered the whole area and, and we'll elaborate on that around cyber and security. It absolutely has to be number one in any business. Um, we are deep in terms of thinking about data as an asset. We are deep in terms of capabilities that allow really uh, unique personalization of experiences uh, through all of our channels. Uh, we are deep, absolutely, on cloud, right? It's one of the hottest certifications on the market right now. And thinking about API ecosystems and thinking about there's a ton of work to be done in a lot of organizations around this transition of, you know, large-scale application suites into really platforming capability-enabled businesses. It's a different model. It means there's huge challenge and opportunity in terms of transitioning from legacy business models and technology models into modern, you know, cloud-enabled, hyperscale opportunities. So be thinking about automation, be thinking about artificial intelligence, be thinking about machine learning, be thinking about all things cognitive. It, no matter what you're doing, I guarantee <laughs> that this will be somewhere in your career future. And you know, you, you mentioned NIFS. I had a uh, reverse mentoring conversation. We were talking about that earlier last week. And uh, this is a leader who works in our compliance division and is creating NFTs on the side, right? Is taking wow. advantage of Learning Tuesdays, is learning these skills, has real passion for technology. And I think it says a lot about fidelity because there is a lot of, you know, find your pathway that you really have a lot of control over in your career at the company. So, you know, you're, you're going to come in, you're going to have a landing spot. There's going to be a suite of things you're working on. But then we really work to create the offerings for you to learn all of these new technologies and start to apply those skills immediately. So, uh, you know, that is some of my best advice as well as, you know, what we're what we are looking for and what we are investing in, in our own people. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's great advice. I actually, I love the, I love the advice about understanding AI and learning AI because the, the sum of that, right? Like all the parts that are inside that help you learn so many other things that are applicable along the way. I think that's amazing. I'm going to borrow that. Um, I'm going to steal it actually, but uh, I love that example. When I talk to people that say, I just, I want to get into technology, I always try to understand their path and where they're coming from. Because the biggest thing that I say is leverage your experience and find the path and the thing in your experience that helps you get down that that next pathway that helps you get that job. So if you come from a non-technical uh, background, 
figure out what similarities you have to some of the tech roles and really just leverage that and get in. And then you can morph and, and grow over time. But if somebody's starting net new or they say, you know, I just I just want to get into to deep tech, whatever that might be. I think everybody in technology, doesn't matter if you're in cybersecurity or you're in engineering, uh, should start with the with at least a basic understanding of development. Like learn to write something, learn how to write an application and then deploy that application and learn how to deploy that and learn how to solve a problem. Just pick a pick a simple problem for yourself in life and say, I'm going to write a little application to do this thing for me. because. Writing that application teaches you just the basics of software. It teaches you the basics of deployment. But what you end up in the end is you end up with a solution, something that makes your life better, and you understand then what a good product really looks like. So I always recommend that um, to people getting started, no matter kind of what path they're, that they're going into, because learning those things is just valuable. And then really focusing on kind of what Brooke said, the modern technology. So. AI, things that are voice driven, uh, cloud, uh, these are all going to be really valuable. And then within that, find the things that speak to you. If you're really interested in crypto, great. Go out and write a crypto bot. Uh, go and monitor the, the NFT exchanges and look for the low priced NFTs that you can just automatically buy up. Like have fun, experiment with it while solving problems or doing fun things for yourself. And you're going to find that journey. You're going to you're going to find that path or you're going to get on that journey. You're going to find that path that helps you kind of get into technology in a fun way, in a way that you enjoy. I think that's great advice, Adam, because the software delivery process has a lot of innovation opportunity within that as well. And, you know, today there is so much open source technology available that we host all kinds of things for sort of next generation. I mean, I'm talking like really young kids, right? So, I mean, a lot of companies do bring your kids to work day, but, you know, we'll do girls who can code day and, you know, we'll have eight, I mean, eight-year-olds can basically do now what Adam's talking about. So, Technology has changed so much, right, from where it started in terms of just ease of access, ease of learning, low-code, no-code development as a way to get in and learn. And then you work your way up the complexity stack and explore. Uh, the other thing is because you mentioned quant, there's a huge uptick from a career perspective in the analytics and insights space. So there's actually being in the business of writing um sort of the algorithms and the deep learning that's got to go with that. But it's a whole other thing to know what do you do with the data once you have it, right? How do you interpret it? What do you learn by it? What do you do differently on behalf of a customer or a business problem or associate as a result of that learning? So that's another great example where, um, you know, that to me is within the chassis of being in the business of technology because you have to apply technology, you have to take insights out of that technology, you've got to probably produce that over and create differentiating products as a result of it. Uh, so again, we've got a home for you to come and learn any of this, um, but I, re I really love your advice. Are there any technologies that either of you are particularly excited about, like a top one or two? I, I've been doing a lot of work um, in crypto lately, especially in smart contracts. I, I was a little slower to, to probably get into the ecosystem and try to decide 
where I fit in or how the ecosystem fit in for me. Uh, but we have a number of projects internally here that we've been working on. And so I personally have just started diving into it because I saw some unique challenges with the way uh, smart contracts have been deployed. Uh, in many cases, they're deployed in a very unsafe manner that causes people to lose money. Uh, and I wanted to learn more about that. I wanted to learn more about that entire ecosystem. So over the last couple months, I've got a little obsessed uh, with writing code uh, and jumping into that space. So I've been, a, I've been a little bit focused on that lately. Yeah, same here. And I'd say blockchain is a part of that, right? I think we're, I think we're just from a world perspective at the precipice of real change here in terms of currency and money movement and digital transactions and a new ecosystem that is, you know, basically taking off underneath our feet and the opportunity to lean into that and think about that differently and, and really, um, again, lean into the innovation that can come from that is one of the areas I'm definitely definitely most excited about. We are strongly on our cloud journey and we we feel really passionate about that. But uh, you know, what's to come in terms of future of tech and digital and all things money, uh, another really hot space. So an, another piece of advice for everybody, you know, invest some time in that uh, and understand that because that is going to continue to rapidly evolve and change. Sounds like there's a lot changing within the world of technology and a lot of really exciting things happening. Thank you so much, Adam and Brooke, for sharing your thoughts on that. Thank you both so much for your time today. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to Side of the Desk. We hope that you tune in to our next episode. Thank you for listening to this Side of the Desk episode, and thank you to our recording studio and editors who made our episodes possible. For more information about working at Fidelity, check out fidelitycareers.com.